Welcome to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast for anyone looking to stop letting life get in the way and start crushing bold goals. I'm your host, Sarah Mayer, and I'm thrilled to navigate this journey with you because it's time to start boldly achieving without working double time. So let's dive in. Sometimes you need to do the things that scare you and listen to your intuition when stepping into what you really want and those bold goals that you've set. Today, we're going to talk all about that. And I'm very excited to have my guest, Christina DeFranco, today. She is the founder of Rooted Tree Wellness Studio and Coach Christina Maria. She actually dropped out of medical school right before the pandemic to pursue her entrepreneurship journey. And she now works full-time in both companies and gets the privilege of positively impacting people's lives every single day. Christina, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here, Sarah, and I'm so excited to help serve and bring some value to your audience. I love it. So Christina, tell me all about dropping out of school and starting two businesses during the pandemic. That is a bold move. How did that come about and where are you at today? (laughs) Yes, it was definitely bold. It felt bold then. It still does. Um, I would say I've been entrepreneurial my whole life. So I always knew that even though I didn't have the label or the language of entrepreneur, I always knew that that's kind of the realm of what I was good at and what I wanted to do. And I really just wanted to help serve people. And through through the pressures of society, I went to school, my background's in psychology and kinesiology. And then I went to med school and I loved learning and I went into med school. I did my first semester. It went well. Like I was enjoying everything I was learning, but I would always come home. And instead of doing my anatomy, I would be creating content for social media. I was creating posts and providing value or recreating what I had learned in that day Mm -hmm. at med school into a post to share with other people. And that was where I found the joy was sharing my knowledge with others online, not in the actual going to classes, studying and doing all the testing. And so I actually, at the end of first semester of med school, I had a discussion with one of the academic advisors and I said, like, I'm working a ton. I was teaching at like many, many different yoga studios because that was my background. And I was like, maybe I should go part-time. Like, this is just a lot. And they looked at me and said, if you want to have a business, you can't be here. And they're like, you need to be all in here. And it really took me aback and made me really think about what I really wanted and what made me happy and what was fulfilling, what was my purpose. And so probably about two weeks after that, I was taking a biology exam and I said, I need to go to the bathroom and I excused myself in the exam. And I actually slid my back down the wall, sat on the bathroom floor and cried and said, this is just not what I want. I said, this is not what makes me happy. After eight hours of school, going to teach a yoga class to my students is what makes me happy. And so 
I got up, I stared at myself in the mirror and said, you can do this. And in that moment, I walked back into the testing room and I handed the test and said, I'm done. And the proctor who was like assessing the test was like, like half of it's blank. And I said, I'm done. And I walked out, cleaned my locker that was on campus and never went back to the school. Um, and that was, that was it. That was the journey. And I didn't, I want to be clear. I didn't have businesses at that time. I didn't have business success. I had a small online community that I had been creating content for, but I didn't have any offers. I wasn't making really any income except for working at a studio for other people, but nothing of my own like entrepreneur business. And so I left and I got a retail job and I worked retail for a year until my businesses could support myself full-time. And so now I work full-time in um, my virtual wellness studio and I have other people that I've employed to help me, which is crazy to think about. And then I started my second company teaching other people how to do the same. Mm, I love that. I mean, what a powerful story. I think so many times in life, society, people, they have, they put these pressures on others. And, and I think back to my twenties and it was always, you should get married. You should find this. You should get a job. You must do this. And nobody ever said, you need to figure out what you really want to do in life. Yeah. And I think that's the moment like you had where you did all the things. And because of your love of learning, you ended up in school, which is amazing because you love learning. And so you're learning more, but it really wasn't your purpose. And I think it's so hard for many people, especially when you're really far down the path, like what if you were actually a doctor and then realized I don't want to do this? You know, it's the, the further you get along in that journey, the more difficult it is. And so what an amazing story and how courageous of you to actually look inward and say, this isn't me and I can't continue. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's never comfortable. Right. Mm -hmm. I think regardless of that, if you're at the beginning or maybe you've been in a corporate job for 20 years, it's never easy. It's never comfortable. It's always scary to take that leap, to take that jump. But you have to be so honest with yourself and it comes with self-awareness, right? And self-recognition. And it really comes down to what do you love? What do you want for your life? And how do you want to show up? Because when we think about it, like, ultimately speaking, we only have one life to live. And so if you're unhappy, let's shift it no matter Mm -hmm. how scary that feels. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's so hard to do on so many fronts, but when you do it, it has to feel really freeing. Like how was that moment for you? Like when you were done, (laughs) I it, it felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders and that simultaneously I was terrified because I didn't tell anyone. Like mm-hmm. I didn't tell my friends I was leaving. I didn't tell my parents I was leaving. I didn't tell my partner I was leaving. Like, I didn't tell anyone. I literally had no intention of leaving. And in that exam, I said, I'm not going back. And I never mm-hmm. went back. And it was just, it was crazy because I was driving home bawling, like terrified, like what have I done? But then mm-hmm. at the same time, I was like, it was the best feeling because I felt like I was doing what I wanted to do. 
um, without hearing any of the outside voices. Like the only voice we should ever be listening to is the one inside of us. And it's yeah. so easy to get caught up in the societal voices, families, friends, because these are the people that love you and they want to guide you in the way that they think is best, but no one knows what's best for you except you. And when you can yeah. really tap into that, really great things can happen. Yeah. And it's very difficult as, especially as a, you know, I think about teens and, and kids under, you know, the age of 10, it's very difficult for them to tell a person of authority this isn't for me and this isn't what I want because they're taught their whole life. We're, we all are taught our whole life. You listen to your parents, you listen to adults, you listen. And so I think it just takes a lot of courage and maybe it would have been a little more difficult had you told somebody that you were thinking of uh, dropping out. Yeah, for sure. I think there, I think it unfolded the way it was supposed to. Yeah. Um, even though it was scary and uh, not everyone was pleased with the decision, it uh, it unfolded the way it needed to. Yeah. So talk to me now. You have two, not one, but two businesses that are successful. You were able to leave your retail job. So what do you do in your two businesses? Yeah. So my first business is the virtual wellness studio. It's called Rooted Tree Wellness Studio. And we work with the demographic of 50 to 90 plus or people that experience chronic pain. What I really identified in part of this was through my med school journey was that doctors and alternative healthcare providers were prescribing meditation, yoga, movement. And as someone in a 50 year old, 60 year old, seven year old body going into a typical yoga class, they hated mm. it. Their body was being pushed in ways that it wasn't meant to go. There was no modifications or variations that was suitable for their health history. And so I really looked at that and said, I wanna create that space. I wanna be able to have a class that feels accessible and creates community. And then when the pandemic hit, I was suddenly faced with this demographic who was in isolation. They mm -hmm. were so really just separated from everyone else. They were told, don't leave your house. You're a vulnerable population. You can't see your friends, like try to get your kids to go grocery shopping for you. And they weren't doing any movement. They were losing all of their muscle mass more so than they typically would even just through the natural aging process. And so I really said, we're going to fix this. I called so many of them on the phone. I taught them how to use Zoom and we started coming together on Zoom because tech is a barrier for some people in the mm -hmm. older demographic. And I made sure all of them knew how to do it. And we met multiple times a week and I would just teach for free. And then when the world kind of opened back up the first time, I said, okay, like I have to go back to my retail job, but if you guys want to start paying me, maybe I can do this instead. And they're like, yeah, 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 we'll pay you. We'll keep going. And so that kind of started the studio and then it just grew. And I started hiring other teachers that we could have more classes and more variety and really meeting everyone's needs from like, a social, emotional, physical, and mental level. Mm -hmm. And then I really identified that I had been doing this sharing of knowledge on social media for five years. I'd been learning about entrepreneurship for five years. And it wasn't until the pandemic hit 
that I actually started a business. I started the yoga studio and I had all of this knowledge. And I felt that if I had have had someone taught me what I knew in that moment five years ago, I could have saved all of that time. I could have been where I am now so much sooner. And so that was the ultimate vision behind starting the second company, Coach Christina Maria, where now I work with brand new entrepreneurs. So whether you're transitioning from a job to an online business, whether you're doing a side hustle, anyone in their first or like brand new to three years in business, I consider myself a next step coach and I just help you find the next step. What's the next thing that's going to move the needle in your business to get you where you want to go. And so it's kind of more of just a passion project because it's all the things I wish I had have known sooner when I was building my first company. Wow. And I feel like you truly, when you talk about your business, you light up, like you truly (laughs) are doing what you're supposed to be doing. And I think you bring up this, this, uh, concept of the next step. And I think often when people set a goal, whether it's a bold goal or not, or just any goal that is not easy or maybe difficult or something they don't know how to do, but it's really their passion, they get stuck because they don't know the way to get there. So talk to me, how do you help people discover what is maybe the first step and then the next step and then the next step? One phrase that I really like to make people aware of is called information overload. And when you're starting out in a new bold goal, what is the first thing you do? gather as much information as you can, Google all the things, figure out what you should be doing, how to get where you want to go. And all you're doing is getting so much information from so many different sources and oftentimes many different opinions, different thoughts, different philosophies. And what that does is it ends up paralyzing you because you're like, this person says I should do an email list. This person says Instagram, this person says TikTok, and I can't do all the things, especially if it's like starting as a side hustle or something else. And so what I really focus on is, okay, what is the next thing? Just one thing. And how we get to that is by looking at where your end goal is and starting to reverse engineer that. Like, let's look at where do you want to be by the end of this month? Where do you want to be at the end of this year? And so, for example, like I have a client who's leaving their job right now. They're in that transition. Okay, how are we going to replace your income like from your nine to five with your business? What does that look like? How many clients do you need? How do we market so that we get that many clients? And that's her main goal. Other people, you may have what I call an impact goal, right? Maybe you want to work with three people. Maybe you want to impact 50 people in your Facebook group. Okay. How do we do that? What's the step to get there? And it's looking at the micro goals within the macro within the big goal. And by doing that, you can break it down into digestible, manageable, and sustainable aspects that will allow you to move the needle one by one. Mm. So powerful. And one of the things you shared was the information overload. I know when I first started my business, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I went and gathered all this information and that goes back to what started coming in. Well, you need to do this. You should do that. You have to do this. And in reality, those three things that they were telling me to do, or however many there were, 
didn't work for me. They weren't authentic to, to my business, to my personality, and to where I wanted to go. So I think it, get, it goes back to, at the beginning, taking that first step of having the bold goal takes a lot of courage, but then really charting out your path to achieve that goal also takes courage and really sitting with what feels right to you. So I love that you talk about getting clear at the beginning and and to kind of avoid that information overwhelm. Now, when people are setting the steps, I love that you talked about just taking the next little step. Like it doesn't need to be a huge thing. And I think sometimes that's where people get stuck. So if somebody was stuck and they don't know where to go forward, how would you encourage them to maybe get unstuck or get out of that negative space that's preventing them from moving forward on their goals? Absolutely. This is such a good question because it will come up time and time again. I love to say that there are hills and valleys in entrepreneurship. Like there's never a beautiful rainbow that you're just following the whole time. There are many highs and lows. And so when you're getting stuck, when you're like, oh, this person didn't give me the response I wanted on that piece of content, like, oh my gosh, maybe it's bad or whatever that mindset is that you're getting dragged into. But we really come back to what I encourage people to come back to is your impact. What is your impact driver, right? Why are you doing this work? And for often, oftentimes for people that are getting into entrepreneurship, that are starting a business, there's a reason there's a need that they're looking to fill, or there's something that they've learned in their story and their journey that now they want to help others with, right? Like, let's say you're a weight loss coach and you went through this huge weight loss transformation. Like you want to be able to share that information with someone else. And so it all comes back to your why. Like you have to keep reminding yourself because this work is not easy. It never is. Any bold goal that you're chasing, it's called bold. It's called courageous because you need those things. You have to be brave. And so when we look at that, we need to use tools that will help us stay the path. And so for me, it's impact, it's purpose. Like, what are you trying to do? My goal with my second company where I'm helping other people build their business, it's not to make a million dollars. Like that's not my why. My why is because I am now changing people's lives through my virtual wellness studio. And I know more people have ideas and stories to share that will help change other people's lives. And I want to be a part of that. I want to help them get the visibility they need to be in front of the people to serve and help those people who need them. And so when you keep coming back to your why, you keep pushing forward regardless of how hard it can be. I love it because it all starts and ends with our why. Like we start by setting this bold goal because we really get clear about the impact we want to have, what our purpose is, and then we continue to get over these hurdles going back to that why. And I think that's a really cool moment when it comes full circle and you're actually able to do what you say that out to do just like you. I mean, like you fell into, um, the business, you thought you were going to go back to retail, but when you were doing that, 
the people that you were serving knew that this really was your purpose. And so that's why they were willing to pay you because they, you were doing what you were meant to be doing. Yeah. And it was, like I said, it positively impacted their lives. And that's why I was teaching in the first place, but I never expected to open my own studio. Like I was just teaching because I love teaching and I knew the impact that it provided people. And then I saw myself able to do that on a bigger scale and in more alignment when I was doing it on my own terms rather than following someone else's model. Right. Yeah. And I think it's such great advice. I love it. So I love talking about your journey to achieving bold goals. And you shared some amazing tips for the listeners who are maybe getting stuck at that one step or not moving forward or not getting started at all. But I'd love for you to tell us if somebody wanted to work with you, how could they go about doing that? What type of things do you offer to help entrepreneurs move forward in their business? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm mainly on Instagram. That's my little hub. So I'm at coach Christina Maria and I work with pocket coaching and one-on-one coaching. So pocket coaching is really great for new entrepreneurs because essentially what it is, is there's one-on-one coaching calls. Plus it's 24 seven support through a communication channel called Voxer, where you can message and ask questions. And so I found that people would have like, Oh, this person messaged me like what should I say back to them? Or can you look over this post and is this hashtag group? Okay. And just having the confirmation plus accountability can be so helpful. Like we often question ourselves when we're starting a bold goal journey, because we're like, Mm -hmm. is this the right thing? Not only are you overcoming many mindset hurdles, there's also many hurdles in terms of the actual goal itself, things that you've never encountered before. And to have someone guiding you and like holding your hand can feel so Mm -hmm. reassuring and affirming. So that's why my main service is pocket coaching because I find it extremely valuable for people chasing their next bold goal. Um, And then I do one-on-one coaching calls as well. But if you're just looking for information, you're just looking to learn and consume, then definitely head over to Instagram because I have so many good things on there. I love this idea of pocket coaching because I think so many times people set out on a journey and they don't know which direction to go. And they reach out to people who maybe haven't been on that journey or aren't the most supportive in the journey. And so this idea of pocket coaching coming to you where you're going to provide that positive um, reinforcement to help somebody keep moving forward, I think is so needed, especially as an entrepreneur first starts out and they may not have a, a, you know, a robust mentorship, you know, set up or anything like that, or access to uh, resources like a mastermind. And I'm sure you provide that down the road, but it's a great way to get started, especially with your initial goal. Yeah, absolutely. And it's exactly what I wish I had have had. And that's why I created it. Right. Like I think Imagine if I had a business bestie that I could have just always asked questions to, like I didn't have access to that. And so it took me like double, triple the amount of time that I think it would have, if I had have done something like this. And so that's the whole premise behind it for sure. Yeah. Well, everyone, please check out Christina on Instagram. We'll also link this on the show notes. And um, if you're looking to start or keep going on your bold goal, 
remember, don't give up and always go back to your why, because that is what is going to propel your goal forward and you moving forward on those steps. So thank you so much, Christina, for sharing your drops of knowledge. You are such a courageous, bold goal crusher, and I'm so excited to see everything that you've achieved. What an amazing story. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast, where we crush goals and everything that gets in the way. I always love to support my community. So feel free to text the word goal to 480-530-5368. Again, 480-530-5368 and the word goal. And then tell me all about your goals and dreams. Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you crush your goals this year.